Welcome to PBC Talks. If you would like to find out more information, please visit pbc.org.uk. Oh my goodness, we're surrounded by such amazing people in this church. Are you enjoying your night? Do you know what? I feel really sorry for Max when Sarah is actually pregnant one day. <laughs> she is going to be a nightmare. <laughs> I'd rather you than me. <laughs> my name's Will, and it's so great that you're here. I'm really pleased that you've come along tonight. You know, we've been talking and singing about a king. Now, when I say king, what comes to mind? What comes to mind? Well, some of you, it might be the amazing Lion King. Yes, the film that still emotionally disables me every time I watch it. No, Simba! Or, no, it's Mufasa, isn't it? <laughs> you know how much, yeah, anyway. Um, or, if you're from a, a different era, maybe the king of rock and roll. The one who has the greasiest hair yet still. People still fancy them. And some of you will think of the king of sport, which I have totally so much knowledge about. <laughs> I'm so sporty, it's unreal. <laughs> Who even is that guy? <laughs> I'll tell you where my head goes. My head goes to Queenie. Aww. And yes, on Christmas Day, I will be standing on the speech with the hand over my heart. As she does her amazing speech. You know, they've done, a, a, um, whatever you call it, a, a survey. That's the word I'm looking for. About who was the worst monarch to ever live in history. And they voted that it was King Henry VIII. Worst in history. He was a danger to everything and anyone around him. He was obese. He had a 60-inch waist. Bloodthirsty. A massive control freak. And a wife murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Divorced? Ah, oh, you've got it, you've got it. Do you know what? He was that generous and such an amazing king that when his wife was ill, instead of caring for his darling wife, he locked her in a room until she was better. Didn't let her out until she was better. So he just wouldn't catch what she had. This man was a total catch. You know, his rule was self-indulgent. It was ruthless. It was bullish. It was fierce. I wonder if that is how you view God. I wonder if that's what you think about when we talk about Jesus as a king. Do you think that his rule would reflect that of King Henry VIII? You know, you may be sat here tonight with faith. You may be sat here with no faith at all or some faith some of the time. In this church, it does not matter. You are always welcome in this place, no matter where you stand with God. And I really do mean that. But most people that I have conversations with believe in a higher being, believe that this incredible universe that we live in can't have been by chance, can't have been by mistake. You know, you just have to look at the amazing universe and the things that scientists are discovering week on week to prove how unique you are and how unique this planet is. You know, the earth is positioned the right position, in fact, the most perfect position. If it was any closer, we would burn. If it was any further away, 
we would freeze. Now, I'm talking about a fraction of difference. A fraction of difference. It's absolutely perfect where it is placed. You know, as it's placed in that position, it's going around the sun. And you know what? It's traveling 67,000 miles per hour. You are traveling that all the time. No wonder I'm always tired. Or, look how unique you are. Did you know that the body is made up of 37 trillion cells? In a cell, a cell alone, you just have to look in it, and there are three billion character, a character description of who you are in the language of God. Scientists call this DNA. Do you know it would take you 96 years to read the description that God has spoken over your life? Nobody else has it. Totally unique. Completely for you. Or, in another way, if you were to stretch it out from here up until the sun and back four times, that is how long your DNA is. This is the language of God here. This is the compass of God. This is, this is the ruler of God. It's, it's mind-blowing. You know the king I follow? And the one that this church lives and breathes and the reason it serves this community? Made all of that possible. The one that carefully placed the earth so that we wouldn't burn or we wouldn't freeze, carefully placed it and literally sent it on its way around the sun. That is my king. Or, or the one who carefully with his own hand wrote out your DNA, the description of who you are. You know, the king spoke and light happened. You know, he, all he has to do is breathe and stars come out of his mouth. He just has to speak and the oceans stop with their big waves. And demons are scared even at the mention of his name. Just the mention of his name. It's that powerful. You know, that king who lived in the heavenly realms, who could have actually had 12 legions of angels by simply asking for it. That is 76,000 angels by his side by that, like that chose to leave all that behind, leave all his privileges from heaven, stripped of his God power, and came to, to the earth to be a human like me and you, to meet me and you, to walk with me and you. You know, he left his palace gates. Can you imagine how radical that would if Queen Elizabeth just got out of her, her gates at the at Buckingham Palace and went to meet the people with no security? This is a radical king that we talk about in this church and we believe. And it's one that's worth following. He didn't come like a roaring lion like Mufasa or with a carriage, a golden carriage, traveling with 12 uh, or 6 white stallions. He came on donkey. His mother, a refugee, a teenager, a virgin, traveled on a donkey into a stable surrounded by animals, was placed in a feeding trough of animals. In a town that was described as the runt of the litter, this Jesus, his rule is humble. 
He's a humble king. He's a servant king. He's a loving king. He's a forgiving king. Now, that is a king that I want to follow. Sounds very different to the kings and the prime ministers and the presidents that we know of today. You know, when Mufasa was teaching Simba what it was like to be a king, he said to him, a true king doesn't look for what he can take, but what he can give. You know, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things in his power. And he knew that he came from the Father. And he knew he was returning to the Father. So what did he do when he was here? So, what did he do? Did he build a big palace and got loads of servants and bought a really expensive crown? This is what the verse says in the Bible. It says, and so, he got up from the meal. He took off his outer clothing. He wrapped a towel around his waist. He poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet. That's his friends. And dried with the towel that was wrapped around him. That is the king I want to follow. That is my king, the servant king. He was all about people. He's all about you. This whole story of Christmas is all about people. Nothing else. He was often walking alongside, when we read stories, thousands of stories of Jesus, walking with things, people that kings shouldn't be with. There's countless stories of Jesus walking with prostitutes, with the outsiders, the outcasts, the foreigners, women. The king chooses to walk with murderers. The king chooses to walk with unbelievers, and he chooses to walk with me. My life has been transformed since walking with the king of kings. And now I'm called to be just like him. I need to love like my loving king. I need to serve like my loving king and my servant king. I need to be humble like my loving and servant-hearted king. You know, maybe you wish you could meet those kings. Maybe you would love to attend a garden party at Buckingham Palace or, or visit Pride Rock. But I can do one better for you. You can walk with the king of kings. You can walk with the king that one day every knee will bow before. So this Christmas, why not? Why not this Christmas find out more about this king? Why not find out about the description he speaks over your life? We simply have it there in the Bible. Why not? Accept the direct invitation from the hand that was pierced, reaching down and saying, walk with me, child. Accept that invitation this Christmas by the King of Kings himself. I wonder if you wouldn't mind me praying for you and with you. You know, prayer is this amazing privilege that we get to, uh, get to, to have. And it's simply a direct line to that king of kings. So I'm going to pray. And if you feel comfortable, close your eyes, whatever you want. Jesus, thank you that you are a good king. Thank you that you are a servant king. You were radical. You did things differently. Thank you that you are a forgiving king. Jesus, thank you that you made all of this possible that you came down to earth in Christmas. 
to save the people. You left all your powers to save the people. Father, we think about those people this Christmas that find Christmas really hard. Those that may be suffering with a physical illness or a mental illness or those who are lonely this Christmas. Father, I pray about those people now. Will you surround them this Christmas with your peace that surpasses all understanding? Will this Christmas be the best Christmas for those who are suffering? Surround them with people, good people, that know the King of Kings, that can offer them this love. Thank you, Jesus. In your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's talk. Join us next week for another inspirational message.